0: Well, 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 what the fuck you, mean? you don't know DJ, Murphy. DJ Murphy. Welcome to Preach Kev, Preach with Rashad We are the Prophets Here another episode, another sermon And after this uh, Christmas, man uh, did, you, did you get everything you wanted?
1: Of course, man I hope everybody else had a good Christmas as well It was just good to be Be around family, enjoying good vibes, man
0: Yeah, exactly, man I, You know, I got me some uh, Got me some Vikings gear, you know Got me uh, some 47brand.com You know, it had had hit me some hats on there Got got my ECU pirate hat, you know my college I went to. So, you know it's all it's all pretty good. Um, great great food, definitely definitely had some great food. So uh, I was satisfied. <laughs> um, it was it was great. It was a great Christmas.
1: Eight hey, forty seven yeah. grand. undefeated man. You never have enough hats.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so on Christmas we had some we had some basketball games. It started it's Honestly, it started too early. I think five is. I'm mean again five was. Just, I think that's just a little too much. But um, but either way, we had the Raptors and Celtics at the beginning of the day. I didn't pay too much attention. The Raptors had mostly the whole team out, but Boston did prevail with the win. Um, but then you had the three. The next three games was kind of crazy. The Milwaukee Bucks played the Philadelphia 76ers. and Sixers went out with a bang. Like they they destroyed the Bucks. And you know, I, I know people to say. Oh, Bucks can't match them. Okay, it, it, it is just one game, so let us let's, let's see when they play again. But I feel like, I feel like both teams, still have hasn't addressed their weakness, and we talk about the Bucks playing the Sixers. Their weakness was, if Giannis can't bully, then what?
1: Yeah, and that's pretty much what happened. The Seventy Sixers. This is why I picked them to come out of the East from the beginning. They have the kryptonite to stop Giannis because with size and you can just you know build that wall to prevent him coming into the lane. And he's not a knockdown shooter. Like he he has moments where he may knock down a few here and there, and you know people are getting all excited about him hitting a couple of threes. You know for this month having a high percentage, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day. Giannis is not a knockdown shooter. He's not Durant. He's not Harden. He's not Curry. Clay, he's not even Kevin Love. He's just a somewhat okay shooter. And his biggest, you know, threat is getting inside the lane. You keep inside outside the lane and keep other guys from getting involved, you can slow the Bucks down. Um, seven and sixers still need some more shooting for their team as well. But the Bucks go as Giannis goes. They're built for the regular season, so they're going to always win a bunch of games and get a high seed. But I think in the playoffs, there's always going to be a team that knocks the Bucks out, and I think this year is going to be Philadelphia the if they get a chance to match up with them.
0: Yeah, so that and that's what I'm talking about as far as like weakness goes. So Sixers' weakness can I, I guess you can try to fix it, but you know last year they only had J Reddick and he he's gone. Um, they got they got Al Horford who can kind of shoot a little bit and and Josh Richardson who can shoot, who knock down shots but is, is also NB went crazy last night from three point line you know which again just like you said with Giannis that won't happen all the time so if their weakness is shooting but they can match up with the bucks so it's kind of like it's kind of like what the what what can the bucks do to 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 stop that or 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 to because it, there's nothing really you can do because if Giannis is playing your 4 instead instead of your 3 then, then I don't, I don't think they can, you know, they can do anything to stop because Chris Middleton playing, you know, playing up to the three spot, and so you, you so you're still small because Al Horford, Tobias, that they're all big, and Josh Richardson and Ben Simmons, like that's it, it's just too many, too many, too many guys with with crazy wingspans and all that nature, and I don't, I don't know how how Bucks can 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 stop them because yes, Sixers won't hit a lot of shots, so it will be games where Sixers. Won't hit a lot of shots, and that, that's the games books Bucks will win. But it's like, how can how can you how can you get bigger? Because if you if if Giannis playing the four, whatever position he's playing, I can throw Embiid in his way. I can throw Al Horford. I can throw all five: Tobias, Ben Simmons, and John can all can all match up on him at any given moment. And that's a thing that no, I don't think no other team can do that as far as as far as uh all five. So, so it's like, man, how can how can the Bucks? get bigger I, I don't I don't see a trade partner I, I mean I don't see a, a, a somebody you can go get that's will help you space the floor and keep you big at the same time I mean the only guy I know on the trade block right now is a Kevin Love but I don't think that really fits them as as much so what can they do to I guess I guess to stop their weakness from from being exploded
1: Yeah, you know, even though Kevin Love is on a block he wouldn't be the answer because he still would need to get touches in the post so that would still work against you because Giannis isn't a knockdown shooter, so that would still not help you in what you need with just spacing the floor or having somebody else who can can get baskets. So, I, I mean, it wouldn't happen, but their biggest need would probably be somebody like a Bradley Beal who could put pressure on the defense from a different way because Giannis can't shoot. So all he does is try to the basket, try to post up, and once you kind of build a wall, you're done. At least have somebody else who can be creative and keep you out of playing those zone defenses and stuff like that. So a, a Bradley Bill-type guy or something like that would be what they need. But I don't think Middleton or Bledsoe and George Hill, Iliosova-type guys is going to do it. I like Kyle Culver, but he, his, his liability is defense. So you right. have <laughs> we have him in. You're trading space in the floor for defense. So, and the Sixers, they're going to be big at all times. With, I think mean, Ben Simmons is like 16. So, you're going to be trading size at all times, no matter who you match up with on field. Like, everybody there you're going to play is going to be 6'6 six, six and above. Like Josh Richardson is like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, I think. He Maybe even 6'6 six, six with shoes on. So, you're trading size at all positions. And at any point, no one will get tired because they all can match up a Giannis on possession to possession.
0: Now, I mean, we talked about this, about the Bucks and, you know, in for agency when they, you know, they paid Brooke Lopez and they paid Chris Middleton and they played Bill. do you think they made a mistake? Because yes, yes. Uh, Brogdon is not Bradley Beal, but have you seen this season? What, what he can do? I mean, really as a focal point, the guy holding the, you know, running run the, running the offense in Indiana, he can get you the 20, the 25 and five. He might not get you a Bradley Beal 27, six and six, but you know, a, a Brogdon it's kind of like they made almost made a mistake and it's not even that I know I know when we had got the first news about Brook Lopez sign I was like man they play a lot for Lopez much. and I was like I was like that's that's what they put them like I, I was you know you know I was all in for paying middleton because it's hard to because you know you know our, our slogan wings win rings the more wings you have the better chances you are you have and I thought him with Giannis and a Brogdon who can play six five and play three different positions like that you know and score and play defense i think those were the those were the pieces and they kind of, i think they messed up on that one because yes they can't get it's hard to get a bradley bill but if you have a, a lesser guy just like that i mean at, at the end i think the GM just made a a, a bad decision because brogdon like right now is looking like an all-star
1: yeah i would definitely vote brogdon as an all-star but my thing is even if they would have paid brogdon and you know think of course they did keep middleton I still don't think that would have been enough to win just because Middleton's already peaked. Like I think he is what he is. Like, he's 28, 29, so he's in his prime years. But with the last three years, age 26, he was averaging 20. He made All-Star last year and made the average of 18. And this year he's average 18, so he's peaked. I think if you're going to have a wing, they need to be able to, to level up some more. So he's, he's peaked. He's averaged over 18 four times. But that's what he is. I, I don't think he can be your your two. And I think Brock is flourishing because the Pacers, they just have so much depth that he can just kind of play his game and everybody, like they're, they're not relying on him to be this great guy. He's 18, 4 and 7, but they're not relying on him to just have to go crazy or be super efficient. Like he can just kind of play his role and everybody else, no matter. They're, they're not playing for somebody to feed off of him. Like whoever gets going just gets going. Like some some games is TJ Warren, some games is Sabonis or um the holidays have gotten heated on some nights. You know, they're just playing just they're just playing team ball. The books are built around Giannis. So without the, the proper tools to get him going, it's not gonna be a good year.
0: Okay, but yeah, but I mean I'm just talking about Broad like last year, Blessed so Milton, all average plus out of fifteen a a game and just like you're saying, Broad and playing a role well, you you have to have someone outside of Giannis that's on the rise, like you know, getting better every single year, and that would that would be Brogdon's case. Now I understand you 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 traded some capital for Bledsoe, and um, you you kind of guess you had to kind of reward him because I mean he's not he might not be a top ten point guard, but he is one of the most explosive point guards in the game, um, especially on the defensive end. That's why they're so good because they play great defense. But like you said, it's it's kind of it's kind of just like the Korver situation. Like you. Got Bless on defense and he can run the show, but can he put the ball in the basket when you need it? Being at 6'1, 6'2, and Broaden, who can shoot the basketball really efficiently at 6'5, who can play both ends of the court. I think you know, I mean I don't I don't I understand that they couldn't pay him, but you, you could have if you just chose the right person. So uh I don't know, I don't know if Bucks can ever fix it because, like you said, there's really nothing not too much they can do. Um, I, there's not a lot of teams screaming for Bledsoe, not a lot of teams screaming for Brooke Lopez. Um, so it's kind of like I mean they just have to go with the punches and and hopefully that the Sixers' weakness not only the shooting but the depth of the Sixers can they can get catch them in, in a series that's that's their that's their kryptonite is not having enough people and, then, and the Raptors espl- exploited both both of them uh, in the playoffs last season so um, let's let's see if, if either one of them can can t- can write the ship and and get back on track yeah at
1: least Philly can. Sign some cheap vets like you got Jamal Crawford still out there, you got Jay fix yeah, Smith still yeah, they can out fix it there. Any so, moment, yeah, so so yeah, they, they can fix that with three million dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right now, you're right, you're right. I mean, it, it, it might be, it, may, it might be smart to, for them to go ahead go ahead and pick him up though, but uh, yes, yeah, so six is gonna be fine. I think, I think they just you know, they finally they, they can hit like the right Jeff Green is
1: clear waivers, they go they pick up Jeff Green,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, because you, you got to have depth and when, when it comes down to it, because a team like Indiana. I'm trying. When Depot comes back, it's, it's gonna be a problem. Um, move on to the next game: the Rockets and the Warriors. It's it just it just flat out disappointing. Like I don't, you let Draymond beat you like that. That's Draymond. There's no Curry. There's no Clay. There's no Kevin Durant. You should not be losing to the Warriors at any moment. I don't care if it's Christmas Day. I don't care what it is. If James Harden and Russell Westbrook is on the floor, then you should win. So I mean, it just just just, just very disappointing in the Rockets. Um and still, man, is Clint Capella cannot play against the Warriors. So any team that has that that type of style are probably built to beat the Rockets. Um, if you can keep Capella off the floor, and and once again he wasn't on the floor. They had another big guards and wings on the floor. So um, I think I think that's always going to be a problem for the Rockets. Is uh, can they keep Clint Capella on the court or not? And you know if if they can't. Rockets will never get far because he's the guy you play. You got a lot of draft, uh, a lot of uh, salary cap capital to him, and if he's not on the court, it's a problem. So, disappointing Russell Westbrook and James Harden, Westbrook still shooting threes. He over, I think over eight, over nine in that game. And once you go over four, I think Westbrook should stop shooting. I think he should look for something else because he's not going to turn it on. He's not a Harden who can just turn it on at an instant or Curry. So, he needs to change that. Um, and like I said, all in all, it just a uh, just a disappointing effort. Uh, to lose no matter what what the situation is, um, Glenn Robinson out there hitting trade balls, and I mean for my fans, the basketball team, I am thankful. Thank you, Glenn Robinson, <laughs> but um, to 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 lose to them, that, that just uncalled that just for.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing was they had the perfect game plan, and what what I'll say is the biggest thing is when you underestimate a team. Like, those young guys, normally they're not playing on Christmas because Curry and those guys, they, you know what I mean? So, these, this was these guys' perfect time to shine. And they took full advantage of it. Steve Kerr had the perfect – him and his coach staff had the perfect game plan in place. Hard get across half court, trap him, get the ball out of his hand. So, now the offense was being initiated in different ways. And then the second thing was they were making Russell Westbrook shoot threes. Like, he caught the ball instead of going to him, they would run to that corner and cover that guy versus covering Russ. So now he's standing there. He got to think about, do I shoot it, do I not shoot it? And, of course, he went 0 for 8. And he didn't have a good game to me anyway. He didn't take out his 0 for 8 from the 3. That's still 11 of 24 shooting the ball, which wasn't that good either. So a very inefficient 30 points. He had 12 boards, but a very inefficient 30 points. Just a bad performance by the Rockies. Like these are the kind of games where you shouldn't lose. They could affect your playoff seating down the line, and these are the kind of games that will have people start questioning whether you really are a legit contender in the West. You you can't lose these kind of games. Like the Warriors have only you know they're, they're the worst team in the league record wise. So this is just a game you can't lose. In my personal opinion, um, I was going to say. If the Rockets don't win a title this year, which I don't think they will, I have the Clippers winning it. If the Rockets don't win a title this year, they have to blow it up. That's get rid of Capella, that's get rid of James Harden. You just got rushed there. You gotta get rid of Russ too. You gotta to do what the Clippers did with Blake, the DeAndre Jordan, and Chris Paul. You gotta go ahead and reboot the whole franchise.
0: Um I'm a, I, I can agree with you and everything except trade Trey James Harden. I just can't do it. Um, unless I'm getting a, I don't know. It just, it had to be, it has to be something special to get James Harden. Cause this is, this is a superstar. This is a guy who's probably going to go down as a top 25 player of all time. when it's all said and done. So I don't think I could get rid of James Harden. I can understand what you're saying. I think we mean by blow it up. I think everybody should go except for James Harden. Like I'm talking, including, uh, Mike D'Antoni. Um, and I'm not going to say Maury, but i am i am a, I'm a, Definitely, like have him, have him looking like, hey, your job, you you next, you know. So, um, I would say everybody except James Harden, but de- definitely that system, the system, I think that should change. Um, I understand the value, the the more possession you got, the more you know efficient you can be. But we have we all we always know it doesn't work in the playoffs, and they're not going to be the Lakers team. They won't be the Clippers team. Um, probably, won't, and honestly, can they beat the Dallas team? You know, can't, can't, because Dallas has somebody who can fight fire with fire, and in a more efficient way. So, um, can can they beat them? Can they beat the Nuggets? I don't, it's, it's it's teams is right there with them that they're that I don't think that they can beat. I I did say Rockets would be the one seed in the West, and that was just because based off the just like you said for the Bucks, just because they're built for the regular season and you can catch teams off guard because they're not game planning for you. But in the series, it's definitely harder for the Rockets to win. So. And that's that's the only difference between Chris Paul and Russ. Having Chris, he, he can make the threes. He he, he can make the, he can make those shots. You cannot leave him open. But having Russ is like if he if he has a bad shooting night, there's nothing you can do about it because he's not going to get himself out that hole. And <clears throat> and on top of that, you gotta you gotta think like the reason the reason I was all for Russ was because his energy that he brings every night. He 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 doesn't have his high, he has one of the highest motors in the NBA. That he always going to be there, and Chris Paul shrunk sometimes, and you know Eric Gordon shrinks sometimes, and all that stuff like that. So that's why I thought the Russ thing was going to happen. But you know me, remember I told you I was like, man, if they could trade Clint Capella away for to the Celtics for Jalen Brown, that would've been perfect. Now, obviously, now Jalen Brown is this season is is way too good for Capella, and I just I wouldn't do it as as Danny Ainge. But they they should have did that a long time ago and had another wing who can get his own shots as well, because. Trying to rely on Russ to shoot threes is not going to work.
1: Yeah, I'm, I have a more extreme approach. I think to after this year, you know, we, we see what Ben Simmons is. He's not going to get – I doubt he elevates his game to a different level. And the Rockets, they're kind of stuck in their own way. I, I'm more of, of the mindset of Philly and the Rockets to just make a trade with each other. Like, Philly gets James Harden, that to give you – a wing to pair with your big in Embiid, two top ten players, and the other kind of give you Harden's gonna be an Iron Man. He's gonna last the whole regular season, so you can still win games if Embiid sits out. And then when the playoffs comes, they can play off each other. That's pick and rolls, pick and pops. You just have you just do about every stuff. And I would just let the Rockets get um, his contract kick in next year, so it's easy for the money to line up, do a quick rebuild go get, you know, trade for Ben and Josh Richardson so the money can be similar. Then the Rockets can just pawn Russ off on somebody, maybe send him to Minnesota, send him to Miami, send him somewhere, because he's locked up for a few more years, too, so you can send Russ somewhere. And like you said, somebody who needs to bid, get Capella, get some wings back or some size back, something like that, and just a quick rebuild, man, because I just think there's no, even if Philly wins the East this year, there's no way they'll can continue to win the East with the same roster because everybody's locked up for the next three years after this year. That's Embiid, Tobias, Horford, and Ben. So there's no way they'll just go on this magical run of three or four straight East finals, staying with the same roster. And I think Houston, they've done all they can do. Then now they're two legit teams that we know for sure are better than the Rockets, and you got two or three emerging teams like Denver, like Dallas, and you, whoever who knows who else could be coming up. I just think the Rockets are stuck in the middle and that style just won't win for them. Even though I gave them a chance to make the West finals this year, um, I still give them that same chance. But as far as getting to the finals and winning the championship, which is their ultimate goal, I just think the pieces they have, they're just kind of stuck.
0: Yeah. Now it's easy to trade James Harden, but it's going to be so difficult to trade Capella or Russell because they're limited. At least James Harden can give you so many things to the table. Um, it just it's just gonna be hard to trade the other two guys and like I said, I, I, I understand I understand the I, I understand why he had to keep everybody together, but some, sometimes it's not always best and a Capella who only can do one two things was rebound and dunk. And it just you know, he, he play defense as well. But I mean he, he doesn't he doesn't give you any post moves like DeAndre Jordan. So I mean just like, just like DeAndre Jordan, uh the white size of the world, Gobert, they they are not the guys who gonna get you a bucket. So I'm not paying them top dollar. It's just just what I'm not gonna do. Cause you can you can get you a guy like a Javel McGee who can do the same thing at a lesser level, but he still has an impact just like them guys. So, uh, and I I want to say didn't they have Javale McGee? Well, that was who's who was Javale? Oh, he was in the Warriors. Never mind, He was in
1: the Warriors. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, yeah. So I don't think the Rockets are going to go going, going anywhere. I mean, the, it's going to work. Like like I said, the Warriors, it's going to work. But losing to the Warriors is just it's just not it's not called for it and. I can understand that maybe if Russ took a night off or Jane Hart took a night off, but nah. Both of them there and Capella, it, it, there's no way.
1: Yeah, it shouldn't happen. I don't care if guys are taking that off. <laughs> it shouldn't happen. The Warriors, they've only won seven, eight games for a reason. It shouldn't happen.
0: Uh, Lakers and the Clippers, uh, that was another big game. And the Clippers, Clippers prevailed at the end in the second half. Uh, I think what Pat Bev and... Got the strip on LeBron James, and that was really much the end of it. Um, really, really, the only thing I want to take away from this, I mean, I, like I said, I know uh, it's two things. One, LeBron James, he has to he has to play like the best player in the game because he he hasn't neither neither time that he that they played the Clippers. Um, I think if he's the best player on the court, they win the game. I think that's I think that's pretty simple in in my eyes. Um, and then on top of that. The, the whole time, I know everybody was talking about, well, let me tell you why the Clippers are so much better than the Lakers. And they were saying, we they got Lou Will. And, you know, it was saying, you know, because if, if the stars cancel out, who is who will be the next guy? And they were talking about how Lou Will can put the ball in the basket. And I was very adamant about um, Kyle Kuzma and saying if if uh, the Heat, the reason why they didn't trade him is because he can put the ball in the basket as well. And... He, I think he scored like twenty five last night. And if you can count on Kyle Kuzma to get you twenty points, let's let's say, you know, this this is more of a long haul thing. But in the in the in in the, in the Western Conference Finals, if it's Clippers versus Lakers, when it comes down to it, it's going to it's going to be because of Lou Will versus Kyle Kuzma, in my opinion, because you you're going to have you're going to if if Kawhi or Paul George had their regular nights and Davis and LeBron had their regular nights, who is going to be that guy that 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 shows up? And if Kyle Kuzma can combat what Lou Will can do, then I can see the Lakers coming out. But it all it all depends on if LeBron James is the best player. Because even last night Kyle Kuzma going off, you st- you see they can still lose because LeBron James is not playing as the best player. He wasn't the second place player on the court either. So that's 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 a problem. So um, my that's that's my takeaway from the Lakers side. On the Clippers side, you know if it come down to, if it come down to last you know last possession. Uh, I think the Clippers probably will always win. And that's just because on the offensive side, you have, you have Paul George and you have Kawhi. And De- Anthony Davis cannot guard either one of them. As far as like, that's not who you want to, you know, you can put Davis on. I'm not saying Davis can't guard him. But it's like, when it comes down to it, you do you, you think, you know, Paul George or Kawhi is going to be matched up on Anthony Davis? Probably not. And LeBron James, can you trust him to play tip-top defense on one of those two guys? And on the other side, if LeBron had the ball, they're not going to throw the ball to the post to Davis. And if LeBron had to make a game winning shot, just like last night, you can put anybody on a Pat Bev PG or Kawhi, they can get the stop because they're they're just so good on defense. So I think if it come down to it, if it's a last possession game, Clippers will always win. And LeBron James, he just have to he have to be he have to be the best player on the court. If not, they're always going to lose.
1: Yeah, I've been rolling with the Clippers since they got Kawhi and PG because of. You have two elite wings who can defend LeBron at any point during the game. And then you have Pat Bev, who he'll he'll step up to that challenge any day of the week. He doesn't mind. So that's kind of why the Clippers, they have elite wings, two-way wings, who can get you 25. They can easily get you 8 to 10 boards. They can give you 5 to 7 assists. They can give you whatever you need. And then you have Lil' Will, who can be a microwave when one game, if Kawhi's shot isn't falling, Lil' Will can go out there and get you 30. You have Harold who can get you twenty five and ten. Like they just have so many guys that even Zoobaj, he can deal fifteen and twelve type of guy. They just have so many guys that can get you going. I think the only thing they're really missing is just in case one of their best gets in foul trouble against certain teams. Just need, you just need another shot blocker. So I would see if they can go and get like a a cheaper option like Nerlens-Noel or something like that. They just I think they just need like a, a cheap shot blocker, somebody who can come in, spill you some minutes and get going. But that's really it. Um, I think Kawhi, he's going to load manage and be in the best shape of his career when the playoffs come. Paul George recovered great from his shoulder surgery all season. He's shooting the ball lights out. They just have good depth. And I think one thing I'm missing is the shot blocker because that's not what Harold and Zubach do best. So I think they get a shot blocker. They're good because they're solid at everything else, and they're, they're deep. And then from the Lakers, I just think, Injuries at some point will be their downfall, and I love LeBron James. I think, you know, he's still the best in the game, at least in that top realm, but it's going to be hard to see him carry his team when he's not hitting free throws, and he's already saying he's banged up. He's growing banged up again. You got AD who comes up. AD is almost like the M- NBA's version of Will Foo. Y'all got something going on. <laughs> but I love Anthony Davis. He's a great player as well. He's, if I vote today, he's my vote for Defensive Player of the Year. But he can't rely on his mid range jumpers. I mean, sometimes he got to just try to dominate throughout the post, get, you get 25, 28, 13 boards. But I don't think that's not his game. So he's not going to ever do that every game consistently. And just with both guys banged up. Still, you're trying to work Kuzma back in, and then there were times where Dan Green got in foul trouble, so you're going with Caruso or a Bradley. Just they're just figuring out so many different things. It's like when LeBron James goes to the bench, you have Rondo to initiate your offense, but who's going to be your your lead dog? You can run through AD, but at the same time, that when LeBron's on the floor, you almost playing. With the Pelicans again, so you don't get so much out of that. So that's my concern. The Lakers—they need something else. Uh I hope Kuzma can be that guy, but we'll see. I, I know they were talking about Iggy being the answer. They ain't the answer.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not an
1: answer. <laughs> Still with you, That's not an answer. <laughs> no,
0: no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kuzma, Kuzma can't. Like that's—I think that's really what the bad thing is—is is that he he got hurt, and that's you know, and it was a foot injury. So it's something you can't rush back to. You know, you have to make sure that's, that's taken care of. And I think that is the you know that's why you see the games that they have lost uh, was because they didn't have that scoring punch like you said. LeBron James having a bad shooting night, um, if Davis can't be the, the superstar, you know the best player on the court, at, you know at all times, whatever, that you will you will have the time to struggle. So I think Kai Kuzma can be the answer. And yet, do they need another one? Of course, like I, of course you need somebody else who can give you, who can randomly give you twenty. I mean, you can say Danny Green, you can say Kyle Pope, but they're they relying on what making the three, right? Like, that's that's really, you need somebody who can, I won't say do it all, but you know, can get a bucket from the three point line, the mid range, free throw, you know, all, all the different type of things. And, you know, that's what they have to go find. And, you know, it's, it's I don't know, what I'm saying it's hard to find that, but I mean, it has to be a cheaper option. So, where can you find a, where can you find somebody who can go, who can just do his role? Go score and get a bucket. I mean, I know they can say Jamal Crawford and all that, but I also don't want to have to give up on the other end because when you play Clippers, there's there's no there's no time to rest. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you play you play you play the Nuggets. They're gonna play team basketball. You play you play the Rockets. They're gonna play fast. You got somebody who can do a little dabble, a bit of every, a little bit of everything. And I don't know what what they're gonna do because the shooting guard position is kind of their I didn't say their downfall, but it's kind of their their um the thing that's holding them back. And because you you can't really rely on you can't rely on Danny every night you can't rely on Avery Avery every night and you can't rely on Caldwell Pope every night so who who are you going to trust and that's you know that's that's a question that they had to find out
1: like I don't think they should make a a serious, serious move. no nah, no nah, not serious no but you know like just just even something small like I think he's like expiring this year and something small like want to get Jay Crowder like that'll help just like who can a tough nose guy who can give you some minutes defensively get some rebounds. Knock down threes occasionally, like I think something like a Jay Crowder would, would just be enough. I know
0: they I know they won't do it, but what do you think about um what do you think about Dennis Schroeder?
1: I don't think so because LeBron's gonna dominate the ball. Then when he's out, you'll put Rondo on the ball you no know, on the ball. So like I think Schroeder needs the ball to be successful. He he's shown some times this year where he doesn't need the ball to be successful. Right. But and, and that's I what think, I
0: mean. Like that's and that's what I mean. Like he can he has proven it playing with uh, Jed Teague in Atlanta. He proved it. You know now when you got three point guards on okay, See, I, I'm just saying like I, I know if I'm okay, see, I would never do it. But I'm just saying like it's, it got it needs. But it needs to be someone who who can run the offense and get a bucket. And I think that's because like it's kind of like. Can I can I combine Rondo and Danny Green together? That's what that's what I need to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think something like that would be um, would we'll fall to the craft because of Schroeder's uh, contract situation. I think he's getting like yeah he fifteen sixteen million, so right. it'll, it'll be hard to make to swing that deal right now, make that trade.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking of somebody who can. I mean, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if Pistons want to do it. What about a Derrick Rose or something? I have seen that as a rumor. Uh, I wouldn't do it either as Pistons, but. Um, I'm just saying, like somebody who can who can give you a bucket and run the offense. That's what you need um, because you have to have some. You have to ha- you have to have a position that that one is not scared of Pat Bev. I, I don't I don't think Derrick Rose would be, um, and then also it's is a position that if Paul George guards you, that means he's not guarding someone else like a Kuzma or you know what I mean. Like it, it gotta be something like that and of that nature to, to beat them.
1: Yeah, I think just a, a small move like a. A Jay Crowder or a a Cedi a Osman type, something just something, hey, just a little bit, just, just, <laughs> yeah, just, just something small to kind of push you over the top. Like they probably can't get like an Aaron Banks or something like that, which is, I, I mean, that, that's that's not their need pretty much. But you know, just something, just like a wing type of guy who can provide some defense and some shooting. Something they need.
0: Yeah, we'll see what they do. Um, and then of course the last game was what the Nuggets and. Ooh, the Pelicans, Pelican's terrible. terrible. Yeah, nobody care about that.
1: Um, <laughs> nobody yeah, care about we, that. Yeah, we 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 know Denver was expected to take that leap into contender status with the Lakers, with the Clippers, possibly the Rockets. But you know they've been on that tier two of. I wouldn't say a pretender because if seeding falls correctly, they could easily make the Western Conference Finals. So I wouldn't I wouldn't call them that, but. <clears throat> well they they, they just, it just hasn't been that year, I mean. Like they had the surprise breakout year last year, but this just hasn't been that year right This year.
0: It is always it's still going to be hard to beat them because they're they're they always going to be one of the best home teams in the league. They are currently 13 and 4 at home. Uh they have the 2 seed right now um in the playoffs two behind two and a half behind the Lakers and they would need to get like this is what this is why we remember I we talk about like the Rockets can go far or or the Nuggets, because like you said, the seating matters, and if they can get the one and make Lakers and Clippers play each other the second round. That's the only way that they can, you know, can go far because they can beat a Rockets or a Mavericks team in a in a series. So it, it's not like it's hard to do. So um, the, I think they'll still be there. I think they'll they will definitely be in the second round. And like you said, it all depends on where seating falls. Because if they if they get if they have to go through Clippers and Lakers to get there, they're not going to get there.
1: No, they probably can't even get past one. Right. Because, it, right, exactly you, if they get yeah, past one it, they're
0: not getting past the other. I think that just, you know, where or like the war that they go through is just it's just not a, it, 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 fought, it took so much to get out of there that they won't they won't advance the next the second one. So
1: Yeah, their their road to the finals goes through the one seed Right. Yep. Because you got to find a way to push Lakers and Clippers to the 2 and the 3. Yep. Because you got I think It'll be a good series, but I think Nuggets-Rockets would be a good series, and that, that's a 50-50. So at least if you can get past your first-round matchup, who today would be the Thunder, you should win that in at least five games, maybe six Because Chris Palm's just that good. So if you can get past that, and then second round you're up against Rockets or Mavs, you should be able to win that. And now you're in the West Finals against, you know, whoever came out of the bottom half. Right, that's yeah,
0: exactly. really should be your, your goal. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that's the goal, and I, I mean, I'm not saying it's too far fetched. I mean, they're 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 right there with, with the Lakers and the Clippers. Like they they really fall under the radar, and that's because Jokic isn't having the season that he had last season. He he's not playing like a top ten player. If he gets back to that level, then, they're I mean, it's, it's very possible. So we'll we'll see what the Nuggets do come around. But, yeah. Home, the home record, they're, they're going to be dominant at home. that, that just what it is. in that, that, that Mount How Stadium still so that So that's just what it is. So Nuggets will still be there. It just depends on, it just depends, like I said, it depends on the so They need
1: two things, too. They need Gary Harris to pick it up. Man, I was... And, of course, they <laughs> need Michael Porter Jr. to give him something. They need him for just immediately.
0: Man, you need Gary Harris
1: to pick it up.
0: Man, I, I wish they can just package and... And send out. I mean, we've been we've been trying to put Bradley Bill on everybody's team, but I, I wish they could just package and go get him. Because remember, I said two years ago, I was like, man, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris going to be a top five backcourt in the league. And you know, Jamal Murray got there. <laughs> he waiting on Harris to come on, and Harris just can't get there. It just it, I mean, I know injuries injuries play a part of it, but he, he got to get there eventually.
1: Yeah, they, they didn't already have so many guards. I would say he just uh, change to San Antonio for the Rose, and At least you got this year and. He have a play out for next year, and at least Rosen be on the contender. At least he wouldn't be on a bad team, you know, and stuff like that. So he could opt in and maybe have two years of a good playoff run because the Spurs are kind of just sitting in quicksand right now.
0: Well, yeah. Well, if the if the Spurs didn't need a guard, I mean, you know, because tr- trading the, the Rosen for Harris wouldn't fix Spurs, but
1: you it, know, yeah, it wouldn't but, do it at all. <laughs>
0: but but if if the Rosen was there, that would be a, that would be a nice. Uh, Nice addition because that definitely would help him get there. Because if he play, if he's playing like the third best player, because Jamal Murray just that good. If he's that, oh, they can do something, you know.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but three team trade. It would help Nuggets, but it wouldn't do much for the Spurs. They yeah. need some defensive help. They need they need a Miles Turner, some Pat Bell, tight bad right now. Dejounte Murray, we have defensively. I mean, yeah. you got some other guys giving good effort, but nothing too crazy.
0: Uh, let's move on to the NFL, and uh, Black Monday is on its way. Um, you know, this is the time where, after Week 17, after the games are over, and there's no Monday Night Football, coming on that Monday is where you see a lot of coaches fired. You may see, you may see coaches fired after their game. Um, we, we've we been predicting so far the guys who should be out, who should be in, and uh, we thought that we thought Dan Quinn should have been gone a long time ago, but he's kind of turning around. Um, the Falcons have played so much better since the bye do you think he has saved his job?
1: Possibly so, just because of relationship with the team, relationship with the owner. And, you know, it, it's it's hard to get guys to buy in and play hard for you. And no matter how bad the season got and it did get bad for them early in the year. The team's support didn't waver. They started playing harder to help him keep his job. So if he can salvage it, you Know with these last few wins, I think the Saints win was pretty impressive to have with your resume and what they've done on the back half. It's been pretty good, so I think he he possibly may have established it for one more year.
0: Yeah, they they potentially potentially have have beaten a Super Bowl champion. That's it, you know, that's it. The 49ers win, that's it. The Saints win. Um, now they got blown up by the Vikings, but they they uh they competed early with Seattle, so it's like they they have played pretty impressive versus the, the current playoff team. So, um uh, so yeah, I don't know if he saved his job, but it's like it's like just like we talk about with Jason Garrett why he was there for so long. Can what what is the alternative? Can you can you get better? And you know, I don't I don't know because I, I know for a fact that I think the Falcons need a def- defensive minded head coach, and that was he is, but. You, like we've been saying the whole year is like, if the defense is going to be sorry, then there's no point. And may, may, maybe they can, they can turn it around. Maybe they can, they get lucky and get a pass rusher in, in the draft, but they kind of, you know, winning of these games. Yes. It looks great, but you also hurt your chances of getting the, uh, an, an elite pass rusher or early in the draft. So they, they had to hope that they, their scouting is on point and they can get that. So I think he might be safe. I haven't really seen anything that's saying he's not. And it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because he they was free falling, you know, and now that they don't they don't turn it around, so uh, that's 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 one safe, maybe. Um, the Detroit Lions already came out and said the GM and Patricia Bob Quinn and Patricia are staying. Now I put a question mark on this, saying that they're safe, but they do you think they should be?
1: Yes and no, because I don't like firing guys too soon. He's only been there two years, so. The first year, you you're just walking into whatever you got, and then the second year is kind of like, all right, let's see if we can make improvements on the first year. Then your third year should be when you kind of start to take leaps and bounds. But it just has—we just got to wait and see if it happens. Um, Even this year, they were off to a good start, and it just it just fell off. Like I don't really—I can't find one thing to point to. I mean, I know Matt Stafford got injured but I can't even put it on that because they started off good but also a little bit weird because they were beating the Cardinals the first game and then you end up in a tie <laughs> but you won some other good games right after that so you were sitting at you know 2-1-1 one, and one, so you were making a pretty good push but then it all just kind of started to fall apart so I'm not sure if that was something that happened in the locker room or you know you just never know what's going on behind the scenes but I'm gonna okay see him getting one more year. Seeing what he does, if not, get him
0: out of there. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's kind of crazy, but, um, is it's it, it's, re- it's really it's really kind of it's really kind of bad right now. I mean, they got Slay. I know in the draft they need they need either a corner, or they need to get a you know a defensive lineman. And we can talk about the draft later on to come down to it. But if 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 he don't hit on these picks and fix the defense up. Because the offense is going to be, I, I think. Matt, I think the offense, the Lions were, they were pretty good. I mean, Stafford was out there having a you know career year, and Galladay and Marvin Jones were eating it up, and even Amendola, and they drafted T.J. Hawkinson, who you know he played solid for the most part. I mean, it's hard for rookie tight ends to be great, so give him time. And Caron Johnson was healthy; they was run, they was running the ball like they they had a pretty it was pretty effective. So. Um, the offense is fine. and It's it, Patricia's job to fix the defense because he is defensive-minded and that's where his calling card came from. That's why he got the job because they fired off as of a coach and Jim Caldwell and that was to fix the defense and you can't get worse at that. You know, you can't get worse at, at bringing in somebody in. So, I want to see what he do in the offseason if he if he keeps the job, if the owner decides to keep him um, and, I mean, that's what, what it all come down to. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him getting one more year but then I, I think if it's kind of hard to compete in a division where you're not the best coach, you're not the second best coach, you don't have you know the best quarterback in, in the division either, so it's kind of it's kind of hard. You don't have the best defense in the division either, so it's kind of hard to to come out of nowhere. So we'll we'll see. Lions will have a, a fourth place schedule, and maybe that can help them get a couple more wins. But I mean, they had that last year and they tied with the Cardinals, so <laughs> that and, and having the 4 place schedule this season didn't help either.
1: Yeah, my my biggest thing with the Lions is you kind of have to give them just a, a little bit of slack because they're playing in arguably outside of NFC West the toughest division. You got Aaron Rodgers who's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. You had the Bears who were, you know, phenomenal last year, still had good spots this year. And then of course, you know, you get the alternating years of Minnesota being up and down from eight and eight to eleven wins. So. You're in a pretty tough division, so I can see why it's hard for the Lions to emerge. Because it's between who's going to be the top two teams. It's always going to be a dog fight for that. So they had a they had a decent. You know, when you look at some of their games; they were in close games with. They could have beat the Chiefs. They could have beat some other teams. Like they were in a lot of good games, close games. It just didn't go their way. So I think he's he's earned a third year and. We will know within about five games next year. If it's not going well, he'll be out of there.
0: Yeah, and hopefully, I mean, they may play. Their, they may have played the cards right. They might get the, the second pick in the draft this upcoming weekend. So we'll see what happens with the Redskins, the Giants. Uh, if they can, you know, upset Cowboys or the Eagles, and the Lions put themselves in this position. So we'll see. Um, I think for the rest of the coaches, though, I think we are in agreement that they should begin their their pink slip for the Black Monday. Um, the Jets, I, I mean, I, I don't know if they would do it or not, but I think Adam Gase should be out of there. I mean, I just think that when you see a guy like Kosicki and Devontae Parker have so much success in Miami after he's left, uh, you see Tannehill having the success he's has in, having in Tennessee. Uh, I just think, and Keenan Drake having the success he has in Arizona. I just think it's too many, too many things that's, you know, when he was there, that now that he's gone, that these guys have all been better. And I'm like, I understand they was trying to save Sam Darnold from, from Todd Bowles, I guess, but it's, I don't think it's the right pair. I, I you know, the Cardinals fired Steve Wilkes last season after their first year. But when you have those factors going, you see in Le'Veon Bell, yes, the offensive line is not great. They're, they're, they're like top bottom five and off uh, running and passing for the offensive line. I can understand why they have their struggles, but when you pay a guy like Le'Veon Bell, he looks, he looks terrible. I mean, he, he, he doesn't get over a hundred yards. He, he doesn't, you know, his, his his skills doesn't pop out on the screen like he did in Pittsburgh. And Sam Donald has his spots, and it's very spotty. So I, I don't – I think that they should move on. I think it's time for that to go. Um, I just – I just I don't see the Jets doing anything. Um, and I think Adam Gase should go because I think it might be too late for Sam Donald if he, if he stays.
1: I almost want to laugh, man, because, like, the way Gase's tenure started – is gonna probably end in a very similar fashion. He started with that weird press conference where he looked like he was <laughs> on some of the craziest drugs you can think of and then now they had the press conference a few days ago and somebody was criticizing, you know, he was like, Oh on Riches, you know, like he making crazy comments. So it's like, Man, you're not good at the podium. I understand you lost Darnold to the to the mono and that kinda Flip how your season was going, but I remember when we did our AFC East preview, even with Donald, it was like, Man, they could start 0 8 because the schedule was just so tough, yeah. And they did start pretty bad with Simeon, and you know, of course, the other backup quarterback. But I just think he's not the GM's guy, hasn't had a great year. There have been some games this year where they have played good in spots. and just looking at what the Dolphins are doing, that's an indictment against him as well. Like you mentioned with Parker and Ken Drake and other guys. So they may give him another year just because if they decide to fire him during the year. You got Greg Williams just to step in, bit interim again, and we know what he can do. But I think Gates should after week 17, I think Monday he should be the first one fired.
0: <laughs> he might he might be fired after the game. Uh, I, I I think we we on, we on, this, on on board with Cleveland. We on board with um Jason. Oh, get
1: Freddie! Get Freddie yeah. out of there. Freddie, clean the kitchen up.
0: <laughs> Freddie out of there. Uh, no clap. Jason Garrett. He should get out of there too. Um, I don't I, I don't think I don't see the Eagles losing. They they I mean like I said they've been struggling all year, but I think they since they got to this game beat the Cowboys. I think they're gonna they're gonna play well and get in. So Jason Garrett out of there. Uh, we know the Panthers and Redskins already fired their coaches. And um, I think the, the last one will be the New York Giants um, with Pat Shermer. And just just the fact that, I don't know, he might get another year, but I think Pat Shermer should probably should be out there too and get, get, get something new in there. I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what New York needs, but they just need something different than that. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Jason Garrett, whether they win or lose, of course if he, they lose to the Redskins – he will not even get a chance to do the press conference. Jerry's going to probably say, just go pack y'all with somebody got the press conference. <laughs> but he, but either way it goes, I think Jason, I agree. Jason Garrett's out of there, should be out of there. And then as far as um, Pat Sherman, I agree. Two years, hasn't made any strides. Well, you want to put the blame on Odell, put the blame on Eli, put the blame on Ricky QB, no Saquon. Just Sherman has to go, go get you a defensive-minded head coach and a good offensive coordinator to help. Daniel Jones grow and they could be a phenomenal team next year because the division's going to probably be pretty wide open like it was this year.
0: Yeah, I don't see the uh, the Eagles being a dominant team when they're getting over 10 wins, especially if they win the division. I mean, they're going to have a first place schedule um, next season and Cowboys have a second place. So, you know, Gi- Giants could be a, a candidate for that surprise team of the year uh, depending on what, what direction they go. Um, now, it, it's two teams that could be a surprise. And it would it would shock me if they do, but I've had, I've had heard rumors and I think we both in agreement that they are bad. there are there will be bad decisions if they do go. Um that would be the Colts Frank Wright and Anthony Lynn of the LA Chargers. Uh your thoughts.
1: Frank Wright should definitely be off limits. It's just his second year. We saw what he did with Andrew Luck last year and then with Luck's retirement during the preseason this year to even have a chance of getting his roster to, to eight and eight. With it's, just, it's a good roster, but just dealing with everything you dealt with from TY injured, Mack been injured, look retired preseason, just the emotional tilt that took on a team who was expected to contend for the Super Bowl to even be in play to get an eight and eight record. I would not touch Frank Right. I know they were planning on getting Josh McDaniels at one point, and he kind of was the guy that stepped in. I would let him stay. I think he's a good coach and just kind of see, just go find you, find you a different quarterback. You know, Jacoby's not, you can see uh, he's limited. So just go find another quarterback. And I think with good health, they could have probably won a division this year, even though I didn't think they would, I didn't take them to win it. I picked the Jaguars first, then jumped on Tennessee. But I think the Colts could have won a division had they had a little bit better health and a slight upgraded quarterback. And Anthony Lynn, I don't think, he should be fired, but, you know, with the move and uh up-and-down success, if he's not seen in high favor with ownership or leadership, I can see him being out, but it'll be the big mistake they can make because the Chargers are already not setting out their arena. You fired Lee, he's going to go somewhere else and be a phenomenal coach.
0: Yeah, uh I mean, the char- Chargers, they definitely have to start over. I don't think you should start over with – a different coach because Anthony Lynn is a culture changer. Um and I I think, you know, you just, you just have to rebuild and and the Chargers probably not fit for LA either. That's a different story for the owner and stuff to, to figure out, but
1: you know, it's like back to San Diego, man. Yeah, they ain't real fans.
0: Yeah, they 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 need to have an the NFL rebranding, but but yeah, I I think I think he is the guy to to keep them together and um whether they make moves at quarterback or not, you know it just it just depends on what what, what other situation they have. But keeping the lens there, I think like you said, if he goes away, he can definitely be an OC somewhere or go back to where he was at in Buffalo, and you know and, and pick right over where he, where he left off. So that's not a good move. But we we definitely in agreement. Giants, Jets, Browns, Cowboys are definitely going. We we thought we thought Dan Quinn was on, on should have been out of there, but he was able to right the ship, and the Lions already came out and said. That Patricia's thing, so those are the other ones you got. Any, do you think anybody else will get fired out of nowhere, or oh, that's pretty much it?
1: The Jay Wars are saying they're gonna roll with Doug again. I don't agree with that, but that's their uh, if that's their prerogative, go ahead. I guess they think since coughlin has gone, it'll be a better coach around the team, and I guess they think it can turn around and lead to some more wins. But I don't think Doug Marone is head coach material, so. I had him on
0: the list, but I took him off. Yeah, uh, I I don't. To be honest, I don't know why they had Tom Coughlin in the first place. They were just trying to rewrite history a little bit and bring him back, and thought that was a good fit. But I, you know, at, at the end of the day, it was not. So maybe they give it one more. Maybe uh, Con Con, the owner of the Jazz, will give it one more run around and see what happens. But yeah, this this team is a long way from 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 contending. So we'll see. Um, college football playoffs, man. This week Saturday, man. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be. It's gonna be a great one. Two great games, Ohio State, Clemson. You have LSU, Oklahoma. Um, so we can we can go ahead and pick our winners. Uh, LSU, Oklahoma. We can start with them. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley is one of the best coaches in college football. He's he, he he definitely has one of the best offensive schemes in college football. Even his days dating back to East Carolina, where he has Shane Carden. Throwing thirty-two touchdowns a, a, a year, ten picks, uh, throwing for over forty-four hundred yards, and you got this, he had two Heisman winners and Baker and Kyler, and another finalist in Jalen Jalen Hurts. So he he knows what it takes. He's been here before. He's been here what last two seasons? They both lost again. Um, I don't know if Oklahoma has enough to beat an LSU team. So I'm I'm gonna ride with LSU just because of the one Joe Burrow. He's a he's a uh what uh, um. Of Heisman finalists, you have the receivers out here. They, they're you know one going to go to NFL, one's only just a sophomore, and you have one of the best running backs in the league. So I just think it's too much offense for the for for Oklahoma to to make a stand. And no matter how good I think Lincoln Riley is, I don't I don't think they have enough to beat LSU. So I'm I'm rolling with the LSU Tigers in this one going to the playoffs. Let I me mean, go to the championship game.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a fireworks show. Um, I think the over/under for like points is around like seventy-four, maybe seventy-five, something like that. I would probably take that over just because this could turn into a fireworks show for like a 45-42 type game. Because LSU, they're normally known for defense, but they can give up some points as well. And of course, Oklahoma—they're in the Big Twelve—they can score a lot of points, but. They're gonna offer people a lot of points too. I mean, you saw that with some like the Baylor game and stuff like that. But I'm going with upset, man. I'm taking Oklahoma. Ooh, I just okay. think I just think Lincoln Riley, they're they're gonna get a I think he can out scheme LSU. Um they've been here a few times and he's always put up points. But like they gave Georgia fits until uh, a few bad plays and Georgia won that game. So I think Lincoln Riley, he's gonna give them fits. And I just think Jalen Hurts, he's on a mission. Like he's motivated, and you give these guys a, a couple of weeks to prepare. I think it'll come down to the last play of the game. I think Jalen Hurts makes a game winning drive, and Oklahoma wins and goes to the to the championship.
0: Uh, I mean, I can see Oklahoma playing. You know, I mean, I, I know it's going to be a shootout. Uh, I just think I'm, I'm going to take the better quarterback when it comes down to, to that situation. I mean, I know Jalen Hurts has the ability to use his legs. But so does Joe Burrow. He's one of the athletic quarterbacks in the league. He 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 was a dual threat quarterback coming into the into the league. So um I'm I'm gonna ride that train until it the real will fall off of Joe Burrow. So uh I, I can understand where you're coming from. And like I said, I, I love Licker Raleigh. So it's like it, it's not like I wouldn't be wouldn't be mad if he if he wasn't there. So um I, I just keep think, it, keep
1: an eye on Clyde, it was hilarious. He's a little banged up, so I'm not trying to burn he gets in the game. So that's another reason why I picked Oklahoma as well.
0: Can make sense. Can make sense. Um I just don't know if the Big Twelve. I mean, I don't know if the Oklahoma has enough defense to contend with this type of uh, offense. Well, you know, just score enough. I think LSU may may have just enough enough guys. You um, know, Dell Del Pitt being a uh, a first round draft pick, and you got some other guys on there. I, I'm just gonna take the NFL talent over. You know, I'm just taking the, the side with more NFL talent. Um, man, it's, it's it's hard to
1: beat that many top five teams in one year. Man. Oh, definitely. So I thought the LSU would slip up this, this this time. Peach Bowl. I got Oklahoma.
0: Um. Ohio State, Cle- Clemson. Uh, I think this is going to be a this is going to be the better one out of the two. I think um, that's just because when you talk about the the names of this of this game is you know I, Ohio State with the elite offense and defense. When you got Justin Fields, Dobbins, a guy like KJ Hill, you got two I think it would be two top five draft picks in Chase Young and Akuda at at corner position, and you got Sean Wade who's going to be a first round draft pick. I think this is the only team that's that's suited to stop Clemson. Because because of the corners, they have Sean Way, you have Akuda, I and mean, somebody had to stop T Higgins. Somebody had to stop Justin Ross uh, on this because Trevor Lawrence is a man possessed. He's a, he will be the better quarterback on the field, um, and that, that's not a knock against Justin Fields. It's just it is what it is. Um, but Justin Fields definitely had. I mean, I know he's been bang, banged up, so that's a that's a reason why Clemson should have the advantage. Um, but I, do, I I really do I really do think I really do think that Clemson. I mean that, that Ohio State just has. More more firepower in this game. I know a lot of people want to say Clemson's being dis- disrespected, but you know it's, it's not that you've been disrespected. Just I you know I think Ohio State just been a better team all season. So I'm gonna roll with them. It will not shock me if Clemson win as well, but I'm just gonna roll with them. I believe in I believe in Akuda. I believe in Chase Young. I believe in uh, even though he says he's banged up, I think it could be smoking mirrors for Justin Fields. And Ryan Day, he he has he has he has been he has shown me since he became on the staff that the offense took a click and Ryan Day was hired for this reason was to have the offense because they didn't have the guys to 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 make the plays and now, now Ryan Day's been here the system is been working I don't think they get blown out like they did back in what 2016 31-0 I think this is a, this is a different type of animals um coming so. I know Clemson's gonna be good. Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons and Trevor Lawrence know them boys, so they're gonna be good. I know they will. But I'm just gonna roll with the House State. I think they've been a better team for the whole season.
1: I'm torn on this one just because I love Dynasties. So I I wanna see Boy and Clemson run off two more good wins, go to that podium. And we told you guys stop disrespecting us, you overlooked us all year. And look, we're standing here again. You know, so I wouldn't mind seeing that. That'll cement as one of the greatest college coaches ever. And I wouldn't mind seeing Ohio State win. They have so much NFL talent on that roster. And then, you know, it's just – they, they have something to prove. Because the last – I think they're 0-3 all the time against so Cleveland. I think even though those guys weren't in all those games, they just feel the pressure to perform and get that monkey off Ohio State's back. And I'm picking Ohio State. I think the Big Ten is the best conference. So, Ohio State's been battle-tested all year. Clemson comes from the ACC. This kind of reminds me of the year Florida State won the title and then came back next year and got uh, slaughtered by Oregon because they weren't tested all that year. They only know the only conference was down, so they weren't tested and they just couldn't compete that, that year. So I think Clemson won't get blown out. It'll be post game. Whoever wins this game will more likely be the champion of the season. But I'm picking Ohio State. So much NFL talent. Those guys have a lot to prove. And Chase Young, he can he can wreck the game and put some pressure on Trevor Lawrence. They have a decent old line on John Clemson, but Chase Young and those other guys they can wreck the game. And I'm going to Ohio State in a close one.
0: Yeah, so we we'll, we will definitely recap this on on Tuesday show, um, and then we'll we'll pick our whoever makes it out of these two games and a championship game when when that time comes. Um, it's gonna be a good one, man. It, it, you got you got other bowl games this week like Minnesota, Penn State. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to go to uh, you know, my bookie com and put it put in my promo code 12 on sports and i'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Memphis and that one uh plus seven I'm gonna pick I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the points with that one so uh if you go on mybookie.com and put in promo code 12 on sports i think i think this is this is a good way to win some money uh because what mike norville last, last game he's he's riding out going to Florida state so i think i think Memphis playing playing for the coach and he, him he, he got to come out with a good, a good game plan so we'll see
1: Penn State all the way, <laughs> uh, Big, big Ten man. Hey, I I understand. I'm I'm
0: roll I'm roll with American this. One. I mean Penn State I I I, I have been oppressed all season really, and I, they just they just they just there in my opinion um, this season. So I'm I'm, roll, I'm roll with Memphis man. I mean i probably gonna be well at least at least to cover the point spread. So um, we we got one minute left. So uh, you know this pretty much ends our show. We'll we'll, we'll come back to you on Tuesday. Uh, make sure y'all watch all the games. Uh, Coming up in uh Priest Care Preach with Rashad and we are out.